I never had much interest in the piano until I realized that every time I played, a girl would appear on the piano bench to my left and another one to my right. Duke Ellington, a jazz great, said this. If I didn't do this well, I just wouldn't have anything to do. I can't cook and I'll be a terrible housewife. Freddie Mercury, rock legend and band member of the supergroup Queen, uttered these words. I have been imitated so well, I've heard people copy my mistakes. Jimi Hendrix, probably one of the most talented guitarists the world has ever known. But the really cool one is something Steve Martin, the comedian, said when he said, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. Well, we don't dance very well, nor do we know too much about architecture. But this week, as the 70s Swedish supergroup ABBA makes a comeback to the music charts, we will be equally bold and talk about the world of music through anecdotes, stories, news items, and much more. Welcome to our weekly podcast and our second special episode on music in all its glory. I am Ratan Basu and with me is the man who's never afraid to sing for his supper, Joy Bhattacharya. And this is fact of the matter. So hello, Joy. Do you think um, music played a big part in your school, college, romance days? A few chosen lyrics maybe penned down hastily on a piece of paper or when you had a little bit more money, maybe a cassette or a CD loaded with dreams of romantic numbers? Well, I made quite a few in those days once. I, I hate to admit how old I am, but the first ones that I made for people who are my romantic interests were cassettes rather than CDs, but I made quite a few of those. I mean, and I realize now that that's the worst possible thing to do. Basically, the girl is probably going to listen to that piece of music while dancing with other men. So it's a complete waste of time. I have to tell you, don't try it now. Don't try it ever. But music always has this effect, isn't it? I mean, all of us growing up, I remember, uh, and you know, at the risk of sounding a, like, a, like a Luddite, um, you know, trying to get cassettes or get uh, information about superstars or music sensations in the pre-internet era, which, you know, again, <laughs> just shows how old we are, but was, has had its own charm, uh, if I can say. But at the risk of sounding old-fashioned, I also want to say, Joy, that's not bad at all. Why? Because old is gold, they say. And in our main course today, we shall focus on those very words. I've already referenced uh, ABBA's comeback, but Joy today apparently has some extremely interesting tales to tell. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, after ABBA came back, I went and I tried to look at the records and said, how often does it happen that the group comes back and does a number one after a long, long time? A group or a musician does a number one. And I figured that the best way to do it is to die. So... (laughs) <laughs> you know, My Sweet Lord was a number one, I think, in 1971. 31 years ago or later, 2002, he passes away. Immediately, My Sweet Lord goes back to number one. Bohemian Rhapsody, fantastic song, 1975. Big, big hit out there. Okay. Comes back in 1991 when Freddie Mercury passed away. And of course, the, probably the greatest protest song ever imagined. Released in 1975 and after Chapman uh, shot... John Lennon, again, it became a hit in 1980. So that's the easiest way to do it. Even if you don't die, somebody else, sometimes it can be about somebody who's died. So Candle in the Wind, which is the Elton John song, which was a huge, huge hit, was originally called Goodbye Norma Jean. But then it became all about Princess Diana when he re-released the number in 1997 after Princess Diana passed away. 
so yeah it, in fact i think uh, elton john's that that version of candle in the wind is still and of course nowadays they don't calculate these things the most successful single ever in the history of music well that's fantastic joy and uh, you know today when i was doing my research i thought let me refer to some instances where old bollywood hits or old bollywood songs have uh, made their reappearance not just in in a musical form but through uh, web series or web based movies in recent times uh, case in example anurag basu's movie ludo uh, where you hear the gangster sattu bhaiya of course played by the evergreen pankaj tripathi of mirzapur fame uh, you know listening to a song called o beta ji o babu ji from the movie albela in 1951 now maybe anurag basu loves this song or maybe he thought that the song was perfect in that setting but it did um, you know uh, become newsworthy and i and i remember reading about this song a lot on social media and a lot of people who watched this movie went on and spoke about it yeah in fact uh, i i love anurag basu's style and he's very quirky about it you can make out that he was born or brought up in bihar undivided bihar in those days which is now bihar in jharkhand so there's another film called uh, jagga jasus right and he has actually a song there the song is called jhumri talaiya and jhumri talaiya the song is obviously an ode to the thousands and thousands of letters that used to come from all india to you know vivid bharati and radio ceylon for requests and okay. the town of jhumritilaya became famous because people used to write so many people used to write in from there so he basically honored them in this song called jhumritilaya so i just loved it man and uh, just to add on to that uh, recently joy i saw this uh, fantastic show called arya on hotstar on disney plus hotstar uh, directed or helmed by ram madhwani and uh, in a in in quite a few sequences you could see some fabulous songs from yesteryear so a song from the movie balika padhu bade acche lagte hain was uh, uh, featured in in a particular episode uh, similarly in during a kidnapping sequence the song akele akele kahan ja rahe ho from the movie an evening in paris which i thought was <laughs> which i thought was extremely smart uh, was featured and uh, yeah so people are doing it and you know go ahead i mean i i feel that in in a medium where you know you you can't define creativity in any particular form uh, any of you know such examples can lead to interesting instances of uh, showcasing your product in a slightly different way so yeah i i loved it yeah, actually yeah you know, yeah and look it's it's always fantastic especially if it's genres that have completely died correct know? so correct. there's this uh, there's this thing in the 50s in the us which is these songs called surf rock okay, okay. and there are groups like you know delphi was a record company so they have bands like you know centurions and the lively ones right. and they were dead 50s 60s surf rock music nobody listened to it after that along comes pulp fiction quentin tarantino and he picks up these tracks and then everyone and even people like you know black eyed peas and all have sampled these songs because surf rock suddenly became a big thing because pulp fiction became a cult hit so everyone said wait what's that music i've heard and i love it when that happens some forgotten gem from you know really yesteryears comes back and makes it because it's part of a cult film so uh are you trying to say then joy and just to close this off that uh, when you and i started our supergroup atomic toothbrush and i remember that, that <laughs> fabulous song we have that why our teeth are never stained 
that romantic ditty. You're saying we still have a chance that one day that song might get featured in an upcoming Tarantino movie or maybe a Disney Plus Hotstar uh, uh, web series and we shall get our due credit one day. So there is a, a sort of a Grammy or, or similar award lurking somewhere in our future. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believe so. All you have to do is put it on YouTube put it out there, let some unwary American sample it and we'll sue him for millions of dollars even if he can't take money any other way. Or send it to some of our music uh, <laughs> composers in India. But then again, we shall talk in detail about that later. Um, that was fantastic. In main course, I think uh, that, that gives us a, a good runway to move into our next section, which is of course, believe it or not, where we try and identify some interesting stories and today in Believe It or Not Joy, I shall give you a few interesting ones. My first story is about playback singing. Now, actors lip syncing to pre-recorded songs, which are performed by other singers, were not really, really common in Bollywood uh, till the 1950s. You know, most actors were also singers and they used to record the song live on the set. Then in certain cases, they would go back to a music studio and re-record it for a better quality output. But the first instance of playback singing was tried out in the state of Bengal by a very famous film director called Nitin Bose. And uh, he came up with this idea for his 1935 film called Bhagya Chakra, which means circle of fate. His brother Mukul, a sound recordist, assisted him. Raichand Boral, the legend, was the music director, and they used three voices of KC Day, Parul Ghosh, and Suprabha Sarkar to create the first playback for a song in his film. This film, Later Joy, was remade as Dhup Chao, as, which means sun and shade in Hindi, and became automatically the first Hindi film to have playback singing. Wasn't that interesting? That was fascinating. And I'll add to that by just telling you two things. Yes. One is that Raichan Boral had a grandson who also went on to do music and a few other things. And uh, you might have heard of him, especially with regard to this grammar book called Renan Martin. His name is Babul Shukriyo. So Raichan Boral's grandson is Babul Shukriyo. Okay. Wow. The former minister and, you know, he's obviously sung a few songs. But the other interesting thing is that just make a list of these four films, which must have probably the not the smartest directors or producers among them. The films were called Ragini, okay. Bhagi, Shehzada, and Shararat. Okay. And these four films are famous for only one reason. They start Kishore Kumar as an actor, but somebody who's picked Kishore Kumar as an actor decides, you know what, you're not good enough to sing as well. So Kishore Kumar's playback singing is being done by Mohammad Rafi. So Kishore wow. is on screen and you can hear Mohammad Rafi's voice and you have to ask the director that, dude, did you miss a trick out there or not? Did you pay extra for somebody else to sing for Kishore <laughs> Kumar? I mean, even that also happened in our lives. Thank God Mohammad Rafi did not act in too many movies because then <laughs> you would have a scene if Kishore Kumar had done the playback for him. I mean, that would really, really, you know, uh, make things very interesting. But uh, on that same note, I, the, the second story, in fact, I have three stories. The second story is something which I found hilarious, um, which is about the profession of uh, music composing. Now, you've all heard of Noshad, right? Uh, prolific music composer from, you know, across the probably four decades from the 40s to the 70s. And, you know, uh, the, the hit music 
behind movies, iconic movies like Mughalayaza, Mother India, Ganga Jamna, Pakiza, etc., etc. Now, when he started composing uh, music, the profession was not considered very respectable. You didn't make enough money. So when he went to meet his fiancée uh, at her family home, he pretended to be a tailor. And as the legend goes, and I don't know if this is true or not, during the wedding ceremony, the bride's parents welcomed him with some music, which is perfectly normal. The music was from Noshad's movie, Ratan, in 1944, which was playing in the background. <laughs> I would like to know more about what happened after that. When did he actually get caught out? So that's, that's a story. However, you know, things about songs and Bollywood really started changing after that. And if you, we were talking about Mughal Azam and Noshad, in the movie Mughal Azam, I found out that the song, Pyar Kya To Darna Kya, which means why fear if you have loved, it was shot on a set that was constructed over two years and was an exact replica of a, a building called Shish Mahal in Lahore, uh, Lahore Palace. Uh, and it was, you know, imported Belgian glass was used. The song was filmed in Technicolor. The rest of the film, interestingly, was in black and white in the original film. And the film cost its producers almost 10 million rupees in those days. In 1960, a high budget film used to cost less than 1 million rupees. So this was 10x. And I thought probably that's when people started realizing, hey, music composing might not be a bad idea. But my third one is the real cool one. You've all heard of the actor Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who's currently uh, you know, ruling the Bollywood charts. He's charmed the Indian audience with fantastic performances in movies like Gangs of Basipur, Kahani, The Lunchbox. Now, little is known about his struggling days. You know, for almost two decades, he, he tried very hard to get a foothold in the you know, Bollywood industry and did lots of small roles. And one such instance I found out was in the movie Dev D by Anurag Kashyap, where there was this famous song joy called uh, Emotional Atyachar, which means emotional torture, which had a group called Patna Ke Presleys performing at a wedding. And uh, it means the Presleys of Patna. And there were three Elvis Presley lookalikes sing, belting out this number, Tawa Tera, Pyar, etc etc and one of those Elvis Presley lookalikes was none other than Nawazuddin Shiddiqui so I thought that was brilliant and you, if you go back to yeah, yeah. YouTube and watch the song you'll actually make out because he's obviously having the hairstyle of Elvis and belting out a Hindi version of Elvis uh, with the dance moves and so on and so forth but that was Nawazuddin Siddiqui singing a song I mean who would have thunk yeah, yeah. no Nawaz I, I thought he was fantastic he was so cool in that white outfit. He just blew my mind away. And, uh, you know, this Elvis impersonation is a big thing. There are more than, you know, 3,000 Elvis impersonator groups around the world. And there are all sorts of guys. And there's a Sikh Elvis. There are women who play Elvis. There's even one group who parachutes into an arena and starts playing Elvis Presley. So they're the wow. flying Elvises. They come, they take off on a parachute, they land in your venue and they sing. So I thought that, you know, Nawazuddin being part of that sort of, group is such a fantastic idea. I mean, if, if you're talking about the flying Elvis joy, would you then also look back at uh, Mithun Chakravarti disco dancer and try to call him the flying pelvis? Do you think that would be a good name? Uh, no. 
Sorry. Time will... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nah, I, quickly. quickly. I mean, this is the time. I think Ratan, you need to take a break. Take a break. Relax. Have a glass of water. Calm down, <laughs> and you'll be much better after that. <laughs> we shall indeed. We will take a break. But before we go, we would like to remind our listeners that please keep sending us your feedback, suggestions, your card, your answers to our quiz questions from Joy to this email address: factofthematterindia@gmail.com. You can catch all our episodes today on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms like Report, Stitcher, etc. Wherever you prefer. Please remember to click on the follow button, which will ensure that you automatically get informed whenever we drop a new episode. And do rate us wherever you can. You can also check our website, anchor.fm/fact-of-the-matter, and leave your feedback there as well. But no more talk right now. I'm going to go and try and gag Joy before he starts bursting into song. It will take a few minutes, and we'll come back shortly thereafter. And we are back from the break. In our next section, where we normally talk about cute words and phrases, we are going to deviate today and look at musical origins because we thought let's make it a little bit more interesting. Now, I have a little bit of background. The French theorist Roland Barthes had noted that you know there are no original ideas. Joy, every creation is an amalgamation <laughs> of certain already pre-existing ideas. Mark Twain has apparently echoed similar sentiments, but. Bollywood took this to a whole new level altogether. Time and again, Bollywood has been guilty of ripping off everything from storylines to songs to movie posters and costume ideas. Mind it, or mind you, Joy, I'm not against this. I uh, I don't mind, with the exception of two things. One, I feel you should give due reference. You should make sure that you know if you're creating something of an existing creation, make sure you uh, you know recognize it, acknowledge it. And the other thing is, uh, you know, even if you are creating something new, try and see if you can build off it. But hey, we are not going to talk about that. Nothing I say or you say will change. I think uh, let's deep dive into a few songs which have been so iconic, so so good to hear that one almost forgot that somebody else had created it a long time back. Joy. Why don't you start off? Okay, uh, well, I'll start off with one of my favorite people because I want to talk about him a little as well, which is Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. And I was just absolutely gobsmacked to find out that he actually came first in India in 1979 okay. for Rishi Kapoor and Neetu Singh's wedding. And Raj wow. Kapoor, you know, the family has a tradition of singers in Peshawar and they have, understand the Sufi tradition. And in those days, it wasn't that easy to get a visa to come into India, but he came and he sang and it was absolutely amazing. Of course, he started making it, you know, Nusrat became a thing in the mid 80s after he was picked up by, you know, Peter Gabriel noticed him and then world music festivals and all that. And of course, once he was noticed there, our composers jumped onto it. So, you know, from Cheese Buddy Hai Must Must became, you know, which is from his song, Damadam Must Kalandam Must Kalandar. And all his hits basically became hits in Bollywood as well. 
And Nusrat felt really, he was okay with it. He said, okay, why they're you know, copying my songs. But when Allahu, 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 which is a you know devotional song became, I, I love you, you, I love you, I love you by Anu Malik Nawazat. <laughs> that's when he said, please, yeah, don't give me a break. Please don't do this to me. Fortunately, Nusrat and his nephew Rahat after that have actually composed and been a part of the industry, but they got unmercifully ripped off before. But wait, my story doesn't end here. My story from here, it basically the issue is that, you know, the man who ripped him off best was a certain Anu Malik. Okay. And of Anu course. Malik is... Had to be, yes. In Tokyo 2021, Anu Malik was suddenly remembered by a lot of Indian sports fans. Ask why? Wow. So suddenly they're, yeah. they're watching gymnastics on television, you know, okay. fantastic gymnastics are happening. And Israel wins its first gold medal, a chap called Artem Dolgopiat. Okay. Artem Dolgopiat, that's right. And everyone thinks, fantastic. And the flag goes up, the Israeli flag ups, and the music starts playing. You know, it's their national anthem. It's called Hatikwa. Okay. Right. And they suddenly realized that he had ripped off the national anthem of Israel what? for a song in Diljale called Mera Mulk Mera Desh. It's a Total copy. You, you must be. It is, <laughs> it's gone on Twitter. Everyone has seen it and everyone's going mad saying, you've ripped off a national anthem. And not only have you ripped off a national anthem, you've ripped off the national anthem of a country oh. whose Mossad is well known for going and taking vengeance on other people for a wide variety of things. So if I was Anu Malik right now, I wouldn't sleep too easy at night. You know, Somebody from the Mossad is saying, who's that guy who copied our national anthem? I don't know what's going to happen. After the super hit movie Munich, the next one is called Malik. That could well be, you know, the revenge of the Mossad, in a manner of speaking. Anu Malik, by the way, had changed his name in the uh, middle to a new Malik. I don't know whether it was real, whether it was, uh, you know, something or whether. Nah, you're having me You could have done this and believe it or not. Why are you no, doing this now to me? <laughs> he, he did it. He did it. And I don't know whether he meant <laughs> it like a pun on himself or whatever, but I will have the last word on this as always. There was a song, or uh, you mentioned Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and, you know, Two Cheese Barihem Must Must, and from the movie Mora, which had Akshay Kumar and Ravina Tandon. And apparently, in those days, that song became a massive hit in frat parties in uh, Ivy League colleges in the United States. And the Americans apparently loved it so much, and not only Americans, but international students as well, that they would regularly dance to it in every single frat party. And the song was called Cheeseburger Mustard Mustard. That was the way the song was referred to. I don't know whether it's true or not. I've heard this from a guy who claims he, he heard this in a frat party. But cheeseburger, mustard, Ratin, mustard. I mean, man. Ratin, this is this is fact of the matter, guys. I mean, are you sure you're... Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Absolutely. But now, wait for what I have in store. This is out of this world. I'm going to talk of a guy, a Pakistani pop singer called Hassan Jahangir, born in 1962. You know, he gained fame in the 1980s with massive hit singles which came out of nowhere. Songs like Hato Bacho, Shadi Na Karna Yaro, you know, and the iconic Hawa Hawa. However, his first single joy was almost a clairvoyant-like single called Imran Khan is a Superman in 1982. And I don't know, you know, 
the Prime Minister of Pakistan today, whether he's going to acknowledge this and give Hassan Jahangir a, a award or something. But in June 1987, he released his one and only internationally famous album called Hawa Hawa, which means air, air. It sold about almost 15 million copies in India alone and was his music became uh, very popular in all of South Asia, but mostly Pakistan and India. Now, Hawa Hawa was rift and you know ripped apart and you know taken taken off and copied in a number of movies a movie called Charles Chaurasi in 2012 Up Kiliye Hum in 2013 the entire song was lifted in a Govinda star uh, uh, Govinda movie with a song called Jawa Jawa and became one of the most copied songs now Hassan Jangi must have felt really sad but what I found was that an Iranian singer called Kurosh Yagmei sang a song called Hawar Hawar, H-A-V-A-R. And this is available in the internet. And apparently, I don't know whether it's true or wrong, true or false, but Hassan Jahangir ripped it off Kurosh Yagmei. Now that I thought was a ripoff of a ripoff, mate, somewhere, someone poetic needs justice. to draw a line. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I think it's poetic justice. I mean, Hassan Jahangir is going around and saying that they ripped me off. Well, he ripped off somebody, so I'm quite happy about it. I'm or, keep keep making it. Let or, the ripoffs be ripped off. Absolutely, but I don't know if you know. You know, Hassan Jhangi could well say Kurosh Yagme ripped off my song. So I'm not fully clear. But the song, if you go to YouTube and watch, type in Havar Havar. It's beautiful. It's it's very melodious. I mean, I don't know how big. No, Kurosh wait a minute. Yagme. You did you in company in front of in a show called Factor the Matter say Hava Hava? The song is melodious. I think uh, it has strong uh, okay. melody. Melody, <laughs> melody, melody. Perhaps is not the word I'd use, but anyway, fine. I'll let you be on that. <laughs> the the second story I have is something more recent, and I suddenly realized that you know why are we moving away uh, only and you know in the in the last century and only talking about these things. But I'm going to talk today about a young kid. Joy, have you heard of a guy called Sahadev Dardo? Sadev Dardo is an Indian student, an internet star, and a social media sensation. He hails from a district of Sukhma in the Bastar district of Chhattisgarh, a state in central India. His, you know, uh, he has recently met the chief minister of Chhattisgarh, Bhupesh Bagel, and also has recorded a song with Bollywood's biggest rapper, Batsha, and a singer called Asta Gill. And his song, Bachpan Ka Pyar, has become a phenomenon on social media. He's 12 or 13 years old. Nobody knows when he was born. Uh, but, you know, this song, which he sang, you know, just like that, some three, four lines, what has, been, has got that sort of, a, you know, uh, the earworm element in it. So if you start singing it, it becomes almost like uh, Yohani, the Sri Lankan girl's uh, song, which is also ruling the waves right Enjoy now. Enjoy Njami. Yeah, absolutely. And so Sadev Dardo's song became so, so popular that Badsha said, you know, why don't I use your three, four lines? But the story here again is somebody else is behind this. So Sadev Dardo's song, Sonu Meri Darling, which is what it's called, you know, has pushed him into the limelight. But the Times Net News Network story says that the song was originally sung by a guy called Kamlesh Parot, a folk singer from Halol in the Panchmahal district. And, you know, uh, Parot is also, 
his original video is now getting views and likes. The video has apparently 5.2 million views and 88,000 likes. But Barot very nicely said that since the song has started trending after Sardev's video and his song, he's very happy. He's saying, I had to fight to become successful. Uh, and given that a nine-year-old boy had picked up his song and has done a different rendition and maybe better singers will give him, you know, bigger hits. So he has said, I give my blessings to this boy and wish him success. I thought that was a very nice thing to do. What do you say? Yeah, very, very unusual, very well done. And yeah, and it requires a lot of class given that, you know, this original folk singer is also not probably the richest of people. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't require a heart to, you know, really... He I said, mean, here you have a situation... Yeah, he yeah. said his he said that his song that was lost was going viral again. This proves that if you do good work, it will stand out someday. That's I'm quoting him from this article in Times, uh, Times News, and I thought that was fantastic. And, uh, you know, and there's I, a young kid who's taken one of his songs, and he's a folk singer. You are absolutely right. He's not that big. He's he's known for his Timli songs, but you know, it's it probably has a slightly smaller audience and. If this can push not only Sehdev Turdo, but also Kamlesh Farod to compose more and more songs, I think uh, it will be fantastic. But I think Kamlesh Farod needs to make sure that, you know, Hasan Jangir or Anu Malik are nowhere near him because then God knows what might come out later. But the national anthem joy takes the cake. You have won this battle inside out. I mean, <laughs> no one can beat that, the Israeli national anthem. What will be, what's left, mate? What's, what? What else can one? 90s were the great, great time because what happened in those times was that in the 90s, uh, our composers and directors had access to everything around the world while the internet had still not caught up. So right. a whole lot of the, it was a golden age of copying and it was a golden age of copying everything, including photographs. I mean, there's a film in which we have a picture of Cindy Crawford as Devanand's stepmother. I mean, Cindy Crawford, you see, look at the picture, that lady seems familiar. And, and that's the kind of thing that you had in films in those days. I mean, 90s was a golden age of copying, I just have to say. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But um, talking of all these copying and ripoffs, the bottom line still is many of these tunes have made it to the top of the charts. Uh, and yeah, I just I want to say, guys, if you want to know which film it is, it's Awal Number, which is also about cricket. So go and watch this film to see Cindy Crawford as Devanand's stepmother. Seriously? I mean, Cindy no, Crawford. No, and the picture of Cindy Crawford. Yeah. The picture of yeah, Cindy There was a picture Crawford. of us. As Devanand's stepmother. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. My, I mean, I, I, I just need to take a moment here and wipe a tear from my eye. <laughs> uh, this is unbelievable. But anyways, good songs, good music lives on joy. Before we move into our competitive section, where we ha I have something really special for you. Um, I want to end this, uh, you know, this, this portion of our episode by asking you, what are your top five songs or pieces of music which you ideally identify with, if, if I were to ask you? Uh, you know, ideally identify with is, uh, it's a tough thing because for me, it changes year to year and I think it's a good thing. So this year, for example, one of the tracks that I really enjoyed over this year is this song called uh, Jerusalem, which is this by this group called KG, yeah. uh, DJ KG. And it's fantastic. There's this version which has these Angolan 
students with you know food in their hands singing and dancing and it's hypnotic the way, way they do it so i really enjoyed that i'm back into something uh, which i really enjoyed a lot which is suddenly i've discovered baul music again okay and there is this one bengali uh, female baul called parvati baul okay and she's she's been singing and i mean last 7 8 years again she's been around the last 15 years but she's suddenly you know very very big and uh, i've started enjoying her music so i'm listening to her and i'm listening to a chap who's uh, i really enjoy billy eilish and billy eilish is brother so billy eilish everyone knows is a you know fairly big thing but i didn't know that his brother was also a pretty pretty well known singer and he's released a couple of songs which i thought was very interesting his name is phineas and okay. uh, i'm enjoying phineas as well i'm enjoying really enjoying it wow fantastic well um for me this year has been quite interesting and courtesy the pandemic courtesy the fact that we are all or we have been for a large part stuck at home uh, i think my music uh, consumption has also gone up uh, you know uh, reasonably and uh, i have enjoyed quite a few new music sensations so uh, one group which comes to my mind is a group called slight diversion uh, you would find them in spotify and uh, they have some you know very intensely personal songs and uh, in spotify they it said that they sort of yeah song. very 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 yeah. lenet kohenish yes complexity of the human heart great guitar work good backing vocals you know strong lyrical structure so slight diversion is one which i really enjoyed uh, i've also gone back and revisited my uh, love for rock music so led zeppelin stay with to heaven remember i mean remains one of my all time greats uh, pink floyd uh, the, i mean all their albums are fantastic but uh, the dark side of the moon every single song and you know there's a line there it says that the sun is a sun is the same in a relative way but you're older shorter of breath and one day closer to death um you know it's it's really something which struck me when i first heard and in these strange and tough times uh that sort of gave me in a very strange way motivation to actually face the the next day or the next morning joy and uh, so these two and in addition to that uh, a whole lot of new uh, musicians are now coming up if, with every passing day but uh, i mean who would i mention uh, doja cat uh, weekend uh, ed yeah, sheeran i mean i i yeah i mean ed sheeran i have 21 year old twin boys 20 year old twin boys so i get to listen to a lot of that right i i actually heard billy eilish through them i like enjoyed them uh really i mean it, that's one thing i love the old stuff but you know every once in a while something new comes along and really hits you hard and that's the way i think it should be i mean i'd love my son to introduce me to as much music as i introduced him to and that's the way it should be and the great part is in addition to what you already like or what you do you always get surprised by the likes of this uh, sri lankan uh, super talent yohani fernandez i think if i'm not mistaken is a name uh whose song is now so popular that there are uh, versions appearing from every indian state you can think of and uh, of course the likes of a sadev dardo whose three lines is now part of a, a you know a spotify monster hit or a amazon music monster hit if i might say so and uh, yeah so you know as long as people keep doing new things and different things 
sometimes even if it means ripping off uh, existing uh, works of music, it doesn't matter. If it sounds well, it's probably going to do well in the long run. So that's all the niceness I had, Joy, today, because now I come to Bare Naked Lies, where we will again try and fool each other. One question, true or false answer. Last week, we had an honorable draw, but before that, you were forcing me to, you know, sort of uh, invoke my inner Richard Gasquet or Vitas Gerolitis. But today, hit me, Joy, with what you have. And if I might, if I might guess, it probably would be related to music, right? It's related to music, and I just has, sadly have to tell you that I have to correct you, but not correct you because uh, uh, of anything else. It's because last week you actually won. You got me, and I couldn't get you. So yeah, right now ah, you're okay. the winner. You're on the streak, not me. Okay. okay, here's my fact of the day. Murderer John Wayne Gacy wrote a song for the Beach Boys. He called it Cease to Exist, which had lyrics like Submission is a gift. Go on, give it to your brother. And the Beach Boys actually recorded it into a song called Never Learn Not to Love. So John Wayne Gacy wrote a song for the Beach Boys, which he called Cease to Exist, and they called Never Learn Not to Love, and they released it. Did this happen? Yes or no? I would you know, not stake my reputation on it, but I would say it's probably true. Is it true? Gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But I cheated. Again, I cheated. So there is a song called Never Learn Not to Love. Okay. Uh, it was released by the Beach Boys. It was based on a song called Cease to Exist. But it was actually written not by John Wayne Gacy, who's a guy who's a, a clown, mm -hmm. but Charles Manson, ah, the guy who killed Sharon okay. Tate and his people killed Sharon Tate. And okay. Charles Manson is a great story. I mean, you read a little bit more about it. It's crazy. So Charles Manson went into... Uh, you know, took the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson's house, stayed out there. Brian Wilson got so scared that he left his own house and stayed in a different place. But these guys just took it over. So there's a crazy story. And if you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's just about mentioned. But the Beach Boys and Charles Manson had a crazy connection, which is, you know, worth reading up. Fantastic. Okay, one up. And here is my question. Now... There is a very famous music band called the Rembrandts, and they are known for their music, but primarily they became very famous when they sang the title song for the uh, soap Friends. Friends, yes. Uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll be waiting for you or whatever it's called. Yeah, correct. The Friends song. And uh, the Rembrandts got their name, not because they have members whose actual surnames are Rembrandts, but they picked it up or they were inspired by Paul McCartney of the Beatles, who would often check into hotels as John Rembrandt. And these guys were big fans of the Beatles. And Paul McCartney obviously wanted to remain anonymous and didn't want the press or the people in the hotel to know or outside guests to know. So he would use that name. And these people found it so interesting, they decided to call their own group the Rembrandts. True or false? Is that a fact or isn't it? You, you know, you're a very difficult liar to catch. And the reason for that is because very few people can put as much detail. They are, the secret of lying is supposed to be keep it simple. 
and very few people can calmly put as much detail into their lies as you do but i'm going to go and say that this is a lie and you've taken it from the wins from the john lennon story of being called winston or boogie and it's got it's not the truth i'm saying it's a lie well you are right it is a lie uh-huh. because because again partially it was not uh the rembrandt lennon it wasn't it was lennon a, no it was a group called the ramones okay the ramones ah, of course of, yes, of, yes 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 all the band members of ramones i mean john cummings douglas colvin etc they all picked up the surname ramon even though they were not a biologically related or they had a name ramon in anyway their family and colvin later said that he was inspired by paul mccartney who would check into hotels as Paul Ramon and then you know uh DD yeah, 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 yeah. you know he convinced the other members to take on the name and then you know Hyman became Joey Ramon and Cummings became Johnny Ramon and they all became the Ramones so that's the story but well worked out joy okay that's fine i won last week this week you get it so honors are even and i'm forgetting the past very very easily but that was well that was well worked out i think yeah i wouldn't put it to luck i think you you worked it out well so good one no but the funny thing is that i remember now i remember the paul mccartney ramon story you're right it's a they did that's one of the names that paul mccartney used to use i think john lennon used to call himself mostly winston or boogie that's the name that he really enjoyed <laughs> using i have no idea why so that's bare naked lies joy bhattacharya goes two nil up and wins this round and we now move into the audience uh, section of our episode wherein we will ask a quiz question but before we do i want to request joy to give us the question from last week's episode and also the answer and then i will share the names of all those who got it correct thanks rutin and uh, last week we had a question about you know what was it was a turning point something that we all used what was invented when chocolate melted in a man called percy spencer's pocket while he was inside his lab well it was the microwave oven they were basically using you know microwave rays and this guy suddenly noticed that his chocolate got hot and then melted and then he realized maybe these rays can make cooking can revolutionize cooking and that's how the microwave oven started he was an employee for raytheon which is you know later famous for patriot missiles but yep. people don't know that raytheon also made the first microwave ovens well um you might think people don't know about uh, raytheon and microwave ovens but our fans of uh, fact of the matter surely do and the following people have got it correct akshay gupta queenie das gupta pratyayan das gupta naman agarwal rohit jadav prasun de abhishek de shashank sena anurakti sharma Akhil, Doctor Akhil Khan Singh, Ramesh Mohrana, welcome back to the leaderboard. Anshuman Nandi, Nitin Tilak, Tapas Tiwari, wow, correct again. Saurav Shukla, Arijit Hazra, Ishita Das, Neeraj Dubey, Shubhra Das Gupta, Liju John, and Shantanu Sharma. So that's probably twenty plus. Uh, but thanks for uh, coming back week after week. The numbers keep seem to be going up and up, Joy, and. Uh, that's uh, that's something we have to think of and as promised in the last episode we are soon going to come up with a with a special audience prize and we'll work that out and share it 
in forthcoming episodes as and when we close on that. But without wasting any more time, Joy, what is your question for this week for all our fans? So this week's question obviously has to be about music. So the question is, what connection does an Indian media personality have with a song from the 1960 film Parak? What connection does an Indian media personality have with a song from the 1960 film Parak? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, Indian media personality. So put on your thinking hats, do not Google and come back with your answer. And when you have your answer ready, mail it to us at factofthematterindia at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening in. This was an episode about music. It's raining outside. It's raining cats and dogs, mostly all over India. It's a time of the year when music and you know a, a warm or a hot cup of coffee or a hot beverage go hand in hand. So enjoy the rainy season, enjoy the Savan Mahina, enjoy the monsoon. Let's keep listening to music and catch all our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any other platform you prefer. Please follow us, please rate us, check our website, write back to us, and we shall come back again with another new episode next week. Till then, take care, stay safe.